Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Okay. I do love the vision of hopscotch. If you take a bridge that has holes in it, you can draw with a little bit of sidewalk chalk the hopscotch game and just have fun jumping and bouncing through it, landing on all the solid places and skipping all the weak spots. And look at that girl. She just runs across that bridge like there's nothing dangerous. No, she's smart. She's already mapped out the parts that are trustworthy and the parts that are not. So she doesn't have to run around in a state of panic. So as we're doing this process of rebuilding trust, please think of it as one little piece of the bridge gets solidified at a time. Not the whole bridge is trustworthy or the whole bridge is not trustworthy. Okay? And then use your amazingly intelligent female brain to get your sidewalk chalk out and start mapping out the parts that can be trusted and the parts that cannot. My wife has this communication phrase that just tears my soul in half in a good way. She'll just say with the sweetest voice tone, it's okay, I've learned not to trust you in that area yet. What? She's like, it's okay. It's okay that you're still an incomplete developing human. And I'm all, how's a guy supposed to respond to that? Half my brain's being extremely grateful. It's, I'm so grateful that you give me the space to grow and develop and you don't get resentful and frustrated and irritated with me when I have a weak spot or an empty spot. But my masculine superhero <laughs> be all things to everyone side of my brain's all, that's horrible. But she's applying the true principle, be pleasant and edifying under limited circumstances. If your husband only found a, a squirrel for dinner, don't be frustrated that there's no buffalo. I love this squirrel. So, ladies. I'm not going to eat that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> That's okay. It's when your child brings you a macaroni necklace and asks you to wear it to church. It's okay. To say, I love this. I have a very special place for this macaroni necklace. I want to be able to look at it at any time, anywhere. We're going to just hang it right here in my bedroom and I don't want to risk getting it broken if I wear it to church. <laughs> See, there's sweet ways to handle that kind of thing. Okay. If your husband buys you a chainsaw for your Mother's Day. All right. 
Before Claire walks us through the details of our lesson today, does anyone have any questions or concerns about season four? Personal work, restabilizing your brain, getting your head on straight, creating space to do Everyone okay? You feel like you got a decent system in place for that? How do you know if you're doing well at that? Can you get into a state of mind where you can be charitable or you can be patient, you can be merciful under difficult circumstances? What we're looking for is an element of illogicalness where you're more merciful than the situation deserves. You're more kind than the situation deserves. And so we're trying to reach a point where consecration is a possibility because your one-on-one -on -one work with God has you producing surplus. All right? Now, there's no shame in being injured to the point where you're not there yet. We just want you to get skilled at communicating that. If you're laying in a hospital bed with three-degree burns and you say, you know what I'd really like to do right now? I'd really like to make you a cheese sandwich and some tomato soup in the nice cold day, but I'm not going to be able to do that today. I'm still too depleted, still too burned out. I want to do more, but I'm not going to be able to. I would like to enter season one with you. I'd like to try a first level date with you. I'd love to try a intimate, emotionally intimate conversation with you, but I'm just not in a state of being to be there yet. Thank you for the invitation. Can't do it today. All right? Any questions about how to handle season four? As we walk up the intimacies, verbal intimacy, cognitive intimacy, psychological or um, emotional intimacy, the angst I have about the text message I just saw. <clears throat> so I've got this husband and this wife on a shared text message with me. I'm trying to train them on how to uh, pull things forward and they both forgot about verbal intimacy. Using the common American philosophy of I'm just sharing my feelings which is this horrific excuse to not speak with the spirit. Okay. Now Satan can do a heyday with this one by saying yeah, but they don't deserve to hear you speak with the Spirit. Or what about all the pain they've caused you? To make it fair, you need to cause them pain. There's all sorts of sneaky things that Satan can massage into the conversation that are intended to justify the loss of the Spirit in human communication. This is where identity and purpose are so vital. Before you interact in any way, to be bold about it, you have the responsibility to keep the spirit with you no matter how messed up the other person is. No matter how aggravating they are, no matter how disappointing they are, no matter how clumsy they are, okay? You are responsible now, there's an element of that I'm still studying. I've yet to understand completely. Did Captain Moroni have the spirit when he ran his sword through a Lamanite's chest? There's, a, there's one for you. That's one to be pondered. Okay. 
Can you have the spirit with you when you go into a highly intense self-protective situation? The theory is yes. How to do that and under what circumstances is challenging. Good news, that's not our topic for today. <laughs> All right, something to ponder at another time. We have talked about verbal intimacy. We have talked about cognitive intimacy. We are preparing for emotional intimacy. We talked about watching for the third person in the room in lecture 25, the satanic involvement who always shows up during these interactions. We talked about all the things that can go wrong with the betrayal trauma element of the PTSD. Last week, we talked about the first attempts at emotional intimacy. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the process of going through this building of intimacy. And one of the hardest parts about it is how slow it is. If you have any history with learning a musical instrument or learning a sport, um, I remember as I think I like to use the metaphor of learning to play a certain song on a musical instrument, the slowness of playing the piano and getting your fingers to do what they're supposed to do. I played the piano a little bit for two years, but it was the violin that was what I spent most of my years on. And it is way harder to keep from screeching a violin because of all the different ways you can play a violin wrong. At least with a piano, you hit the key and it still sounds like a decent piece of music. So as you're listening to Claire walk us through this, uh, impatience or impatience building stimulations from Satan is usually the most common thing that disrupts this process. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I have put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40-lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford 
the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be. Please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the marriage repair workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.